0: Lord, thank you so much for your your grace. Lord, we thank you uh, that you sustain us. Uh, thank you for just that we have kids ministry and that that's going well. Just bless those kids, Lord. Uh, bless Laura down there with them. I pray that the kids learn and, and they grow and, and the Lord that we can continue to support uh, the work of faith that you're doing in their lives and and Lord, as they grow we we see ourselves, Lord in them, that you continue to grow us and the work of faith that you're doing in our lives. So bless our time, we pray in Jesus name, amen. oh, and be with Meg as she's walking in this brisk, cold morning. So Meg is doing a marathon walk today, if you notice on her her uh, vehicle. She has 13.1. She's wanting to get the 26.0, I guess. So <laughs> She's doing the full, right? That's what she says. So we'll see if she can do it or not. Doing the half again. Maybe it is only the half. I mean, when we originally talked after surgery, she wanted to do the full. So uh, that's a lot of walking.
1: Yeah, can I, do can, can I do
0: it like 100 yards at a time over like six months? <laughs> does, that, does, that, does that count? I'm going to count my steps and put a sticker up there anyway. So. Anyway, who will read Mark chapter 2, verses 18 through 21? Uh, Bob will not read today. <laughs> Actually, it might be fun. No, he <laughs> <you> can't see. <laughs> I to borrow my glasses. Yeah.
2: 18 through 21? 22. 22, okay. Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. Some people came and asked Jesus, How is it that John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees are fasting, but yours are not? Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? They cannot, so long as they have him with them. But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and on that day they will fast. No one sews a patch of untrunk cloth on an old garment. If he does, the new piece will pull away from the old, making it tear worse. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, he pours new wine into new wineskins.
0: Okay, so we have uh, a lot to unpack here. I think we can get through it today, but we'll see. It depends on... um, all of you. No, it depends on me, really. So, Why are people questioning the actions of Jesus' disciples?
2: As a challenge to his authority. Okay. Well, they're always they looking seen. for something to pin
0: on him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. So they're asking some clarifying questions because it's the time of fast. So even John's disciples are fasting, and the Pharisees, so they even mentioned, you know, John's disciples are following the law. The Pharisees are following the law. Why are your disciples not following the custom or the law that is is happening right now? That's really what they're asking is, hey, it's time for fast, and your disciples aren't fasting. Um, What's the deal? Uh, So, I mean, I think sometimes... um, when we see the early life of Jesus uh, on earth, a lot of these questions are somewhat, I don't know if is the right term, but a lot of these questions are, are what's going on? I don't think that, that he has reached the point yet with a lot of these Pharisees where they're w- ready to kill him. I think they're like, okay, wait, what is happening here? Because you, you've claimed to be you know, authority over sin. So you've claimed to be God, and now this is what God has revealed to us in our in our tradition is we're supposed to be fasting right now, and you're not fasting. What what is going on? We we don't understand, and we're very uncomfortable with it. This definitely leads to to these moments, right? When when they're like, okay, enough. You're, we can't handle any more. Um, uh, with that, so I think this is why they're questioning what you know what's going on. Uh, we need to understand.
3: So, was this a particular festival or some particular time of the season, or what? What exactly was the fasting about? What does
0: this fast? Um, we, we're not clear on on what what it is. We just know that there is a time that they are fasting. Again, the Pharisees would fast a lot. And so everyone would know how religious they were and how uh, pious they were. I would say, uh, obviously, there is some sort of annual or ritual thing happening here. If John's disciples were participating in it, also, Steve.
1: I was just saying where we're reading this uh, this particular verse, 18 to 22. But it comes right out of the shoot of it It says, uh, he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners. When Jesus heard this, he said, those who do well. those who do well have no need for a physician, but those who are sick, I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. It, it seems to me that it's a continuing theme of um, as uh, uh, we're following through this, that he's getting more power, more accessible. His ministry is becoming more, more, uh, more pronounced. People are yeah. seeing and recognizing it.
0: Yeah, he's getting more attention. Yeah, You know, yeah. obviously we know even just the previous chapter, Mark got right to the point and said he could even go into cities without being recognized. Uh, And so he had to go to the desolate places. Uh, And so they're watching everything that he's doing. So here's a time where there is uh, fasting. And and here's the thing that we don't necessarily know about Mark. Mark is not the best at at, um, chronology. Um, I, a lot of people think that uh, the best way to say this i don 't believe this because I think he was inspired by the Holy Spirit, and there is a flow. but a lot of people think that that Mark did what we would call just throwing up on the page um, which which is a which is a literary term for creative writing uh, am I you know that that you we know, some people call it brainstorming, but i I used to say, "Hey, just just take some time and throw up on the page everything that you're you 're thinking of, just write it down, and then we can kind of look at sequence. Um, not many writers write sequentially they they have to just put it all out there and then go, okay because they have an idea of a story or they have an idea of a paper that they want to write, and putting it in order in their head is sometimes very difficult, so put it out there, see where things fit." Um, so some people believe that Mark just said, then this happened, and this happened, and this happened, oh yeah, this happened, and stuff like this. Um, I don't necessarily think if they're inspired by the Holy Spirit that we can be that um, cavalier about it, but uh, to the point of when did this happen? Did this happen right after? Or did it, you know, this moment where he says, I didn't call come for the sick, or for the sinners, But I mean, I came for the sinners, not for the sick. Does it come right after that? We don't know.
3: So if you take the Matthew, Mark, mm-hmm. Luke, and mm-hmm. do the synchrony of the three Gospels, yeah. can you sort of line them all up Absolutely. in various ways?
0: Yeah, definitely. It, it, that You can see, okay, here's this, here's this, and then you can see the timeline a lot better. Connie? Okay, in the Old Testament, they had a lot of festivals and events. So
2: when Jesus... A lot of laws. Mm-hmm. So when Jesus came, would these people necessarily know that you didn't have to do all this
0: stuff anymore? Or R- no, they would have thought. You, they would have thought that you had to, and that's why they're questioning. Why are your disciples not? It's interesting. They don't say why are you not. They're saying why are your disciples not? Um, so which makes us think about so stuff. The is
2: really good because they wouldn't have known.
0: Correct. That this is starting to clarify, right, what Jesus yeah. came for, him at, um, which we won't get ahead of ourselves because that's the next couple of questions. But oh, yeah. yeah, no, 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 that's, no, that's, don't, don't apologize. Um, so what does Jesus emphasize, since Connie gave us a great segue, in his response to the question? You mentioned being in the bright room a couple of
2: times.
0: Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. It says fasting
2: uh, was associated with suffering. You can't
0: put the new on the old.
3: Okay. Yeah, but what does that all mean? Yeah, I, sure I we'll don't understand there. what that all means. <laughs> it's, it's Jesus and his parables. So, so well, here's the thing. Sort them out. Yeah.
0: yeah, no, I hear you. So when Jesus is present, there is feasting. I think that's the, the, the plain thing to say, Jesus is here. You should be celebrating. You should be uh, getting a foretaste of heaven. Uh, it's one of the reasons that we, we believe the presence of Jesus is real. We believe that it's, it's present in communion. Um, and so we look forward to that moment where we're like, we're feasting. I mean, it's a wafer and it's wine. It's the true body and blood of Jesus Christ. But we are feasting um, on the heavenly things at that moment in time. And so he's trying to explain, look, at I'm here. So it's not time to fast. It's not time to deny yourself um, in that way. It's time to enjoy the fact that the bridegroom is here. And it's again, it's it's for us to understand that uh, a little bit. And we'll get into the other verses here in a moment that he explains. It, it's for us to understand that when we're in the presence of Jesus, it's joy and it's excitement and it's fun and it's a party. Now, not in the way we design it or you know define it on this earth. But it is very, very enjoying a, a time for us to be. Steve?
1: As I was going to say that it should have be been a light click on something. Jesus said, can friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? I was just thinking of the Song of Solomon. I was thinking of all that, of the prophets and all the Old Testament, the Torah, of picking picking spouses, Rebecca, uh, Sarah, finding finding that relationship. And there's always a, a major thing of, of genealogy as... as they're looking for husbands. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems to me that they might have just said, hey, maybe we ought to look over there and see if there's a parallel. And, and it seems to me that I'm, I'm not catching any glimpses, it's not the light going on for them.
0: No, I mean, I think we understand too, in Jewish culture, um, weddings are big deals. Exactly. I mean, we're talking week-long parties. We're not talking, you know, hey, when's this reception over because I would need to get home and watch my show or, you know, feed my dog. This is like, we're staying here for seven days. And if, if you're not a little bit feeling good and not able to drive, you're probably not enjoying the party. Um, and so I think that, that the idea that, that there would have been a big light bulb for the Jewish culture to go, oh, yeah, of course. I mean, when the bridegroom's present, I mean, it is a big party. We're, we're celebrating. Um, and so I think that it, 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 before we move on, we should go, what does that mean for us?
3: Don't fall asleep while you're preaching or something? I don't know. <laughs>
1: I know it's hard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right of Christ, maybe we ought to be looking at our uh, our uh, uh, position and our, our dress and our our, our, our situation of, of uh, walking before the Lord. Maybe we ought to take that a little more—I won't say seriously, but more uh, aggressive and paying attention to what that means. Um, you know, if Kay. if we're
0: yeah, Connie. Well,
2: yours was so philosophical. I'm just saying maybe we should, maybe it means that we should enjoy the life that he's given us
0: right now. I would wholeheartedly agree. Not that I disagree with Steve. But I think sometimes we we just need to stop and go, wait, Jesus has given us his very spirit. Jesus is with us. Jesus is present right now uh, in, in our lives. And especially when we gather together Maybe we should just breathe and pause and go, this is a pretty cool thing. Because we can get caught up in, in Christian doctrine, um, which is good. We can get caught up in knowledge, which is good. We can get caught up in the affairs of the world, which if you're coming from a biblical standpoint and and and, and looking at it from a Christian worldview, view can be very good. But often, I don't know about you, I find myself just kind of not... Feeling in the party mood uh, I, because I'm not realizing the joy of the fact that Christ is with me, and and I think again this is this is Jesus saying I'm you know because He tells us I'm going to be with you all the time, and so I think sometimes we we can get a little um, distracted, and these verses can make go oh, wait a second the bridegroom's in your presence, wow, maybe we should look at things a little differently, as Connie is saying, and go, hey, maybe we should just enjoy some stuff a little bit, um, which I agree with. So what do you think he is explaining in verse 21? No one sews a piece of untrunked cloth on an old garment. If he does, the patch tears away from it, the new from the old, and a worse tear is made. You can't
2: put the new on the old. Okay. Like all the old traditions don't mean anything in All
0: of his examples are of the old
1: thing breaking. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's an ugly picture when you mention that you can't put the the new on the old, but we we do that all the time.
0: Well, as kids, right? Uh, you, you know, I remember, um, and, and since some of you are a little bit older than me, you'll probably remember the fact that that you know knees on jeans always went out first as a kid, mm-hmm. and, and so. Your mom would take a piece, you, yeah. you, you wanted a cool patch, is really what you wanted. And if she was really fancy, she'd put an iron on one that really didn't work because, anyway. But, you know, they'd, they'd take you know, a piece of, of cloth or a patch and they would sew around it. And that was temporary, though. I mean, they were just trying to get you through the end of the year before your next growth spurt and before they bought new clothes for the next year. Uh, and, and so, but you knew that it wasn't sufficient. And especially, you know, that's when, when pre-shrunk jeans were, you know, like revolutionary when my kids were young. I mean, when I would go buy Levi 501s, we'd have to buy a little bigger because I know as soon as they went in the dryer, um, I wouldn't be able to button them, right? Or they'd be like high waters. <laughs> and, so, and so if you look at, at the idea is, is that it tears it away. And what it does, because we fastened that to the old, it makes a bigger hole when it tears away and it ruins it even more Um, so the new is is actually um, replacing the old
3: but i mean at this point i don't i expect the disciples are scratching their heads too because exactly what does all that mean right jesus didn't come to get rid of the law the law remains correct now when you okay so he's not fasting at this time why something new so there's some new guy in town uh, yeah. whatever but i mean as you say the whole ministry is just being laid out at this point mm-hmm. exactly what it all means you know the disciples didn't figure it out for a long time
0: well i wouldn't say they figured it out until acts chapter two
3: yeah
0: <laughs> 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 right so Man. you can imagine the pharisees being a little confused <laughs> no, sure too, oh yeah yeah you know? Um, We're still trying to figure it out, too, to some degree. Right? Matt?
2: Um, I mean it kind of speaks of, like, can't make your old life your new life. Like, if you try, like, once you become a Christian, if you try to, like, keep some old habits that you shouldn't, it's just going to make the whole thing go worse? Mm-hmm.
0: Non-God-glorifying habits mm-hmm. that are, yeah. Yeah.
1: I was, I was wondering what's your opinion on that aspect of the whole Jewish culture, when, when Jesus is walking, he says, you know, uh, he says you do many things. He says you could help your parents, but you say it's Corbin. He says you have many such laws like this, where you nullify the God's law. And so, basically, uh, of the 630, I, I would imagine some of the traditions on there are add-ons of of, of, no. of re- trying to re-explain. And I'm not so certain we don't do that. maybe yeah. you could explain.
0: Yeah, that. for sure. I mean, at this point in time, obviously, and this would be why I would kind of leaned towards the fact that they were fasting in a way that wasn't one of the traditional fasts that God had required for them. Uh, Only because there's a lot of laws that the Pharisees and the high priest added over the years that were not directly from what God had um, put in place with the, the Israelites in the wilderness. And so I mean, I think, that, again, that's the th- same thing we're fighting all the time. What's the reason for the Reformation? Well, the Reformation was, uh, you know, guys adding, namely the Pope, adding to uh, what God's word had said and what God's word had required, um, things that were not necessarily the heart of God. Uh, and, um, and so we see that, that there is this moment, because, again, Jesus didn't come to remove the law, He came to fulfill the law, but in essence, he removed the curse of the law upon all who believe. Because we do not anymore have to um, find our righteousness and our ability to keep the law. Uh, This doesn't mean we can go do whatever we want, but we realize that the law has done its part. And that is, it tells you that you need a Savior. That no man... I mean, it's what Peter said to Cornelius, or to, not to Cornelius, but to the... um, at the jerusalem council he goes, why are you guys trying to put a yoke on these gentiles that even us and our and our fathers weren't able to keep you, you know this is the good news of jesus is that he has kept it on our behalf and that's where we realize the law is no longer gone it's been fulfilled and because jesus has fulfilled it then we can walk not under the law it doesn't negate the law the law is still good Although, when you read the Apostle Paul, he uses some strong language about the law being abolished. And we have to wrestle with that a little bit, because he's not saying that, that the law is just gone. What he's saying is, for you who are in Christ, the law no longer pertains. And that's where we're watching this new and old come in. Um, which is really hard. I mean, to Matt's point, when we come into faith in Jesus Christ... We're trying to figure this out. What does that look like? Um, it's easier to say, let me just follow some rules and regulations. And, and many great religious ideas and, uh, within Christendom and outside of Christian have been built upon a series of, of regulations to make someone feel, at least for a moment, like they're okay. But the challenge with that is, then what's next? Right? You, you know, <laughs> I, I read my Bible, let's say, I read my Bible 20 minutes every day, this is what I put in, I need to do this, I need to pray for an hour every day, I need to do what act of service every day, and at the end of the day, okay, I guess I feel righteous, but then it's like, but I could probably do more, yeah, I could do more. That's why, you know, our assurance is in Jesus Christ, not our ability to do things. Uh, and, and it's really difficult when we went through the world religions with the men on Wednesday nights, every one of them didn't give you any sort of solace that I'm okay when I die. All of them went, well, hopefully. Well, maybe. And then most of them were like, maybe I won't come back as a woman or a tiger, right? I mean, that was a couple of them. It's like, well, you know, maybe I won't come back as, as, as a Dalit or whatever. I mean, it was just like, okay. And so there wasn't this assurance that we have in the finished work of Jesus Christ on our behalf. So, when we talk about the wine skins, why is that imagery important for us? I'll give you a hint. Matt was kind of leaning towards it a bit. Change your life, um, on, yeah, I mean, I I wrestle with, this is just my personal issue, Um, for me to say you need to change your lifestyle is um, difficult. If I would say, hey, how are you responding to the change that God has done in your life, right? Because that's the reality is we all know, um, and we've all been there, and we still have these moments in our life where you're like, yeah, I probably shouldn't spend so much time doing this. Or I probably, you know, I'm wasting too much time watching this. Or, or you know, I probably, whatever, fill in the blanks. Um, and it's not a, a an act of condemnation as much as it is um, just growth and maturity in Christ. Because the heart of all of us who are believers is that God would have his way in our lives and that he would be glorified in and through us. I mean, really, that when we strip it all away... That's the heart of all of us. The ability to do that is very difficult for all of us. We don't know what that looks like. To Harold's point, we're a little confused, scratching our head most of the time. How do I do that? Um, and then when you come, you know, you hear someone like me say, well, you just got to let the spirit work in your life and just yield to what he's doing, you're like, OK, that seems vague, right? Um, just tell me what to do. Well, there are certain things we can say. Okay, obviously it's beneficial to come to church. It's beneficial to read your Bible. It's beneficial to stay in fellowship. It's beneficial. Um, uh, it's not necessarily uh, required um, as far as what we would say. I could say to point to a lot of scriptures that God says it is required. But, that, but he doesn't give, you know, we're not, we're not about condemnation. We're about response and growth. Steve? I was just
1: going to say I've heard a lot of services over the decades the wine skins could be a nation. It could be a church or denomination. It could be an individual. The wine uh, representing the Holy Spirit. I mean, there's all kinds of analogies of the different aspects of systems when they refer to the wineskin. skin. But I was just going to say that it seems to me that just uh, over here, uh, the new wine and wineskins over there, it's 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 heralding a new uh, a whole new system of of uh, uh, something new's coming and. They don't seem
0: to be understanding that at all. Okay, so how does this, let, let's dive a little bit deeper. How does this speak to us about the, the truth of the gospel? This wineskin. Let me read it to you. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the wine will burst the skins. And the wine is destroyed, and so are the skins. But new wine is for fresh Wine skins.
2: Well, if the wineskin is talking about the gospel, that means that the gospel is true. Okay. And if we try to change it I know, yeah, if we try to change it would it wouldn't work. Okay. okay. So in relation to us it means if we receive
0: You're, yeah, well, I mean, I think that right. Why is why is is the gospel going to be poured into something that's um, that won't be able to receive it? So now we get into the whole you know idea of someone being converted, someone being made new, uh, the idea of being born again, uh, it, and that's because the old man can't receive the things that God has. It has to be, he has to be made new uh, in order to receive the things that God has for him. And that's that moment of, of admitting, as the Holy Spirit works in your heart that I need a Savior, what must I do, as they said, what must we do? Well, you know, repent, believe, or believe, repent and be baptized. I mean, it was pretty simple. Uh, but the main thing is belief. Mark chapter you know, 16 Jesus says, you know, if you, re, if you believe and are baptized, you're saved. If you don't believe, you're not saved. right? So belief is the crux of it. What do I believe? And then when we believe that what the gospel says is true, what Jesus says is true, that he is the only way to salvation, he's the only one who can forgive, that he is God and God alone, right? That he's that representative to us that we can look at and go, that's a picture of God. He is, he is true God and true man. When we look at that and he has paid the price for us, that makes, and we believe it, that makes us something new. That, that's the work of the Holy Spirit making us, you know, born of the Spirit now. And so now, right, we can have fresh wine put into fresh wineskins. The old would be the old ways. Uh, you know, some of it's the old way of, of religion. Some of it's the old way of how we lived. Um, some of it is, again, this doesn't mean that you just go, well, let's just make up our own stuff as we go along now because everything's new. That's not, that's not what God's word is saying. What he's saying is the old way was what? What was the old way based upon? Works. The old way of you trying to approach God in a way that was suitable is gone away because the reality is, and again, let's let's contrast true Christianity, what we're talking about, and all the other religious systems of the world. All the other religious systems have a way for man to approach God. Christianity, which is the gospel, is the only one that says God has come to you and done the work for you. All the other religions, there's stuff you gotta do in order to hopefully. Get there, And even in Christendom, we find that a lot. We find a lot of, of, of religious practice to make us feel like we're righteous or we're good enough for God. Uh, and so you look at all these other religions, and some of them do great work. I'm not even, uh, you know, I don't want to discount the great works that they do, but their motivation for the works that they do are often to attain a certain level of Either whatever for the afterlife or acceptance with God. Right? There's those two things, Steve.
1: I was thinking of the word you were thinking was exaltation or, or uh, self-anger and judgment, but it, it, it's interesting to me that uh, uh, the whole concept of that imagery of of like take take for instance the Jewish uh, uh, the Jewish faith you know crucified crucified he said, and he said, let this man's blood be on us and our children. Well, guess what? Do they have a temple right now? If you're Jewish, and you can't sacrifice uh, at the temple for the last, uh, what is 1950, whatever years it is. It's a big deal. I mean, basically, you've been stripped of a major act of worship over there. And I, I would assume it's, it could be true for us if we don't walk in obedience, but I mean, if you're Jewish and that's been taken away, that's a problem. But
0: don't we love the words of Jesus? Because you're saying that, hey, uh, you know, what, that, that statement when they say let his blood be upon us and our children. Wow. Okay. I, but then what does Jesus say? Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they and, do. And that's such comfort for us. I mean, I think. Because it's like, there's a lot of times I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm so glad that Jesus speaks the words of forgiveness continually. It doesn't mean that he get, lets them get away with it, but that's the heart of Jesus is, Lord, may they have an avenue and a path to forgiveness. Uh, he doesn't just say, well, you know, you guys put me on the cross. Sorry for you. See ya. His still heart to his dying breath mm-hmm. is that people would receive the forgiveness that he has afforded them on the cross. And of course, it makes more sense when he resurrected. I mean, obviously. Connie? I'm
2: going to go back a minute. Okay. Great. Um, when we're talking about in Christianity, we do not um, have to have all these things to please God. Right. It's up to us. But you know what? I think that's really a difficult thing for most humans because we need to be told if we're doing mm-hmm. something right. Mm-hmm. And and this, and particularly in Lutheranism, there is nothing that that you're doing it right
0: for other Christian religions, you do something and you're told that's right. it a checklist? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that, so I would say, hey, showing up to church is doing right. That's a response. But again, it's a response to the Holy Spirit. So where we draw the line would be, why do I come to church? Why do I want to read the Bible? Why do I, do I want to do that because I thought I can do this so that I can be acceptable to God? Or do we see it as a work of the Spirit in your life? Um, we would see it as a work of the Spirit in your, in your life. Uh, really, mo- if you're, you can ask my wife. Well, don't, because... Um, <laughs> but, but I'm easily distracted, um, and so I go through spurts and moments where I, you, you know, I don't watch as much TV and I read a whole lot more, and then I go through moments where, eh, you know, uh, it's my job to read the Bible, so I don't need to do it at home. Right? I mean, you know, I don't feel that way, but sometimes that's how it comes plays out. Uh, you know, or life happens, and I just you know, just don't have the time to read or to pray like I ought. Uh, and, and again, but again, the Lord reminds me, I'm responding to the Spirit all the time. And so, yeah, there may be some stubbornness still in my life. Uh, well, a lot. Not, and, and there's these moments where the stubbornness creeps to the top. But the Holy Spirit is always drawing me to deeper fellowship, uh, deeper anything. So I would say reading your Bible, praying, hanging out with other Christians are very good things that we should do. But this is where the dividing line comes, Connie. Are those things, do those things determine our salvation? And that's where we would say no. So here's a phrase that you should learn. Not should, but sure. It's a great phrase that I had to learn when I came into Lutheranism. Um, Are works necessary for salvation? No. Are works necessary? Yes. So we can't get the cart before the horse, is really. So we start with salvation. That's the thing. But then, as James says, that, well, I'll show you what I believe by what I do. So once we're in Christ, the work that he's done for us, now we work from a standpoint of response. What's God asking me to do? What's God leading me to do? How can I follow the work of the Spirit in my life today? What can I do today that is in response to his great salvation for me? Um, and we should, you know, you bring up a good point. We should call that out on others. Hey, thanks for responding to the Lord. I mean, you know, you really bless me. Thank you. Thank um, you. Which you do every time you message me, by the way, Connie, so thank you.
1: <laughs>
0: so, Matt.
2: Yeah, um, I don't know if it's a bit of a reach, but I just can't get it out of my head. The, something else about the imagery of the wine into the wineskin and how it destroys them reminds me of like, when Paul talks about how people were abusing the, the Eucharist and the communion, and it was, it was making them sick and, and, and killing them. So it's kind of, it, I think, it might be related as, you know, how you can't be the presence of God if you're if you're unworthy or abusing it, and and I like Christ is worthy of God, but if you're not
0: right. You know, so I, I think to your point, um, there is a couple of analogies we can draw from the wine. The wine would definitely be um, first and foremost. I think the work of the Holy Spirit into a new person's life. But because wine, we know, is very symbolic and means a lot in God's word. So if you're, if you're trying to take communion and you're not saved, right? I mean, that's what Paul's kind of talking about. You guys are not a new wineskin and you're taking communion, which is a mockery to God. Um, things could go bad for you. And, and, and I don't want to look at Paul saying, shame on you. I think Paul was saying, guys, you need to understand you understand there's a reason why things are happening in your life it's because you have not submitted to the the free uh, gift of Jesus Christ yet and you have not been made new and once you're made new then when you partake of the wine the true blood of Jesus Christ and, and it fills you as a new person in Christ and it does its work of efficacy of healing and it builds you up in you now of course we're talking spiritual healing first and foremost That's what God cares about. He cares about you being forgiven. Right? So, um, but I do think you can. um, I do, I appreciate you saying it may be a reach. I don't think it's a reach um, unless we would say, well, unless, of course you're sick because you're not taking the communion correctly. Well, no, now that's a reach. Right? Um, Because we can put that trip on people who are truly new wine. And they, you know, if we were to tell Gene, well, the reason you have cancer is because you're not taking communion correctly. Well, that would be a horrible thing to say, right? Because that's not true. Uh, So, but again, if people are mocking, which they were in the Corinthian church, they were just like, yeah, whatever, you you know, about about it, let's get drunk off this because this is the good wine, right? I mean, that's really what they were doing. And God's like, you know, (laughs) that's not okay. That's not okay. So, awesome. We did it. Yeah. Let's close in prayer, Lord. Again, thank you, thank you for the truths in your Word. Thank you for, uh, first and foremost, that you have made us new wineskins so that we can receive the freshness of the new wine in us. Lord, we ask that you would just continue to to work in us, continue to grow us as we are those new wineskins where we can stretch, Lord. Um, and so we thank you for that. Uh, continue to 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 help us to overflow. Uh, Lord, again, just so thank you so much for this, um, even though they 're complex concepts, all they 're very simple imagery for us to understand. a patch on an old pair of of cloth Lord, a, a a new wine into an old wineskin Lord, it makes sense to us. we can understand, and so, Lord, thank you that you have given us that ability to understand. Lord, bless us, be with those who can 't be here. Lord this one up Gene and Who's not feeling well today, Lord, I just pray that you would just uh, give her strength and the rest that she needs in Jesus' name.